The following message is presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Now the message. The scripture for today is going to be that same verse in Psalm 125. I'm actually going to read verses 1 and 2. Now if someone has preached from this same um, text or message recently, y'all must really need this message, okay? Because this is what the Lord's put on my heart today too. I want us to understand that, boy, in, in, in the midst of all of the craziness that's going on in our world, and just about the time I think it couldn't get any worse or any crazier, I mess up and I turn on the news again. Or I go somewhere, like Shreveport or somewhere, and just look and see what's going on in our world, especially in our country. And I realize that, man, this, this stuff is everywhere, but I need to be reminded that God's everywhere too. And greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. So if you found Psalm 125, we'll read verses 1 and 2, and you should have found it by now. <laughs> Scripture says, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion. Now, for this message to really stick for you today, you must be one who puts your faith and your trust in the Lord too. This message is to those who have trusted the Lord. It says, Which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. And then again it says in verse 2, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His people from henceforth even forever. Let's pray. God, help us in these next few moments to just lay aside every burden, uh, every problem that we might have. Uh, Lord, you, you tell us in Your Word, Peter said, cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you. And Lord, anything that might be on our minds and our hearts today, whether it be good or bad, and help us to concentrate on what your word has to say to us now today. And I pray, God, that you give me the words that you'd have me to, to say and the words that you'd have me to share. And Lord, that we'll hear with our ears, but that we'll receive this message with our hearts today. May we leave here today encouraged, but also challenged to know, God, that you have us Surrounded In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now I've got four things uh, that I want to share with you about being surrounded by God. Four things that I believe the Bible uh, backs up. Uh, the first one is, is that we are surrounded by God's promises. We're surrounded by God's promises. You see in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4 it says this. It says, whereby are given unto us, that's those of us who believe, exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Well, this world don't have much to offer to us, does it? Except a lot of bad stuff. But see, we can escape the corruption of this world. Why? Because we've been given the promises of God. And I like the way that Peter describes these promises. He says, exceeding great and precious promises. How thankful are you today that we're surrounded by God's promises? At every turn, there's God's promise. You see, by believing and accepting God's promises, we receive His presence. 
You know, God is a God who loves us unconditionally. There's nothing we can do to make Him love us more and nothing we can do to make for Him to love us less. His love is unconditional. But I tell you what, His promises and His precious uh, uh, presence are conditional. Um, one of my favorite scriptures these last several years, especially far as our nation goes, is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land." You see, God's love is unconditional, but God's power and forgiveness and healing and all that is conditional on if we will do those things, especially. Turn from our wicked ways. Say God says if we will then he will. And we have those promises that when we accept them we receive God's presence. How about your life on a day to day basis? Do you feel overwhelmed? Or do you feel the presence of God based on his promises that he's given you? You see, when we accept Christ, we receive cleansing and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When we commit our lives totally to God, we are partakers of His divine nature. 1 John chapter 2, verse, 20, uh, verse 25 says this this way. It says, And this is the promise that He promised us, even eternal life. Do you have the promise of eternal life today? You see, when I was just a little 12-year-old red-headed, freckle-faced boy in Converse First Baptist Church where I grew up in, uh, I heard the gospel many times growing up. But one Sunday morning, I heard it, and it was to me, <laughs> um, especially to me. And I was shy. If anybody just look at me a little bit wrong, I want to go hide in the corner. But I, no matter how shy I was... I got up out of that pew and I came down by myself and took the preacher by the hand. I said, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And you see, eternal life started there in my, my life that day when I was 12 years old. Because I believed in my heart and then I was willing to confess publicly with my mouth that I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's what it says in Romans 10, isn't it? You see, I was given the promise and I received the promise of eternal life. Aren't you thankful today that we're surrounded by God's promises, especially the one that has to do with eternity, and that have have you received that promise of eternal life? You say, Brother Jimmy, this is First Baptist Church in Manny, and this is Sunday morning, so all of us here are saved. I can't assume that. Y'all all look saved to me. Y'all look fine, okay? But see, I can only see the outward appearance. The Lord sees what's on the inside. So I want to ask you that question. Have you received the promise of God? The promise of eternal life through a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. The second thing that I want to bring out to you today is that we're surrounded by God, not only by His promises, but we're surrounded by God's peace. Mm, boy, we live in a world that doesn't seem to have any peace. And at every turn, there's a there's a threat, a real threat now for a world war again. There's all kind of things going on on this planet that's not peaceful. Well, I tell you, in our country, there's all kind of things that are going on right here in Sabine Parish. 
Right here in Manning, Louisiana, there's a lot of things happening that do not promote peace. But I want to tell you this morning, the Bible says that we're surrounded by God's peace. I love what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Do you have the peace of God? That peace that doesn't even make any sense sometimes with all that's going on in your life and with your family. And you, you know, you ought to be all just anxious and, and up in the air, but yet you have a peace about you. You know where that peace comes from? It comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ, God's Son. Millions of people today are searching for peace in a troubled world. In education, in psychology, in medicine, in weapons, in war. And they find only disappointment and frustration because there is no peace in those situations. I like it put this way. I, I didn't come up with this. I saw it, okay? I, I don't remember who first said it, but no peace, N-O, peace means N-O, Jesus. You don't have Jesus, you're not going to have the kind of peace that we're talking about. But K-N-O-W, Jesus, if you know Him, then you're K-N-O-W, peace, right? You see, that peace that passes all understanding, why? Because in the world you can't find that peace. Not the peace that the world gives. You see, there's no real and lasting peace outside of God. When Christians encounter troubles, testings, and trials, anybody been there or maybe you're there now? They rely, we rely on the peace of God. This holds us steady through the tempest. John chapter 14, one of my favorite passages in the scripture. In verse 27 it says, Peace I leave you. My peace I give you, not as the world giveth, giveth I you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither, neither let it be afraid. The world can't even give us really any kind of peace that's lasting. But the peace that Christ gives us is forever and ever and ever. It'll, it'll work out and it'll hold up in any situation. I want to ask you a question this morning. We know we're surrounded by God's peace to those that call on His name. The Bible says that. But have, have you trusted in the Lord? And do you have that peace that God makes available to us today? We're surrounded by God's promises. Amen? And we're surrounded by God's peace. Number three, I like this one too. We're surrounded by God's protection. Now, wait a minute, Brother Jimmy. I, I love the Lord, but He let this happen to my loved one. He let this happen to me in my life. He Look what He's allowed. Listen. God gives us a free will and we make choices and the choices that other people make can really affect us. But ultimately, aren't we really in God's hands? And aren't we really surrounded by the protection of God? I really believe this, that nothing can happen to me unless God allows it to happen. You know, we've been having some storms here lately. Have y'all been having any of those down here in Manny, Louisiana? Well, yesterday it came up a storm and that wind blew and... Uh, last weekend it hailed, and all, we've been having some terrible storms. Sometimes the storm goes around us. See, I kind of live up there in the suburbs. If you drew a triangle between Converse, Oak Grove, and Noble, I'm right out smack in the middle of the triangle, in the middle of the woods out there. So I guess you'd call that the suburbs, wouldn't you? 
Sometimes the storm goes around us. It may hit Zawali, may hit Noble or Converse, but it doesn't hit us. God sometimes lets the storm go around us. But you know, in reality, most of the times God does allow us to go through the storms, doesn't He? He even sent His disciples out into a storm knowing that there was a storm out there and knowing that it was coming. But He also knew that He could be the one that stood on the bow and said, Peace be still, right? Because He had power over the storms. You see, we have God's protection. Psalm chapter 91, verses 11 following says this, For He shall give His angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, I don't know how many of y'all believe in angels. I, I don't believe in angels. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I know that God has angels. Many times we're even unaware of them being around us. And He's got us protected in his, our angel surrounding us to keep us in, in not only from the storms, but in the storms and through storms. Amen. Aren't you glad that we have that protection? We live in a dangerous world, unsafe by night and day. I'll be honest with you. I really don't like to go to Shreveport. Daylight or dark anymore. There's so much violence on the street. And you just notice it in the bigger cities more. But it's that violence and that, uh, that th- way of thinking is all around us, isn't it? And, and it's unsafe. But you know what? Um, in God's hands, we know we are totally if we're committed to His will, we are safe and secure. So, so if God lets something happen to me, you say, well, He didn't protect you. Well, if God allows me to be killed today on the way home from Manny, Louisiana, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to close my eyes here and wake up in the, in the arms of Jesus. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Folks, I can't lose. There's, there's nothing that can happen to me that to where I don't have a better end as a result of that. For we know that all things work for good to them, together to them that love the Lord, and are the called according to His purpose. How many of y'all believe that this morning? Oh, we quote that scripture, but when it comes down to it, we think, mm, I don't know about this thing. No, all things work together for good. To them that love God and all the called according to His purpose. God surrounds His children with His protective care while they do the work He wants them to do. I've had some close calls in my life. Really close. And uh, where I felt like I cheated death. But what I really did was just under the protection of God. But here's the deal. Many times we just get in our car and we go up and down the road. We do this and we do that. We don't even think about it. How close we might come to something happening. And we're not even aware that something almost happened. God just did it and we're not even aware of it. Brothers and sisters, put your faith and your trust in the Lord and He will protect you. I didn't say He wouldn't allow anything to happen to you. But even in the midst of things happening to us, He's got us, doesn't He? God's got us. When Christians' life on work uh, on earth is finished, God reserved a home in heaven for him where there is eternal safety. I mentioned John 14, verse 27 a while ago. The, the most popular part of that chapter is the first few verses of John 14. I, I have preached literally hundreds of funerals since I've been a, a, a minister. 
And I've used John 14 probably in 90% or more of them. See, Jesus was about to leave this world. And He told His disciples, He said, I'm fixing to leave y'all. They didn't want to hear it. We're never ready to hear that. Or we want our loved one or our friend to stay just another minute, another moment, another day, you know, another year or whatever. But Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go and prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know, the Lord said He was going to come back and get us too, didn't He? You see, we have God's protection, ultimately. Something happens to me down here, I'm getting a promotion. I'm leaving this old sin-sick, dangerous world to a place where I'm forever in the arms of my Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you glad today that we're surrounded by His protection? Finally, usually when I say finally, people perk up because they know it's time to go eat lunch, it's time to go home, it's time to gather up your stuff. But don't miss this one just because I said finally. And if any of you ever heard me preach before, especially when I was at Noble, you know that sometimes when I say finally, it still may be 30 minutes after that before I get through. I promise you that I will quit when I get through, okay? Amen? And I promise you this, I'm not going to quit till I get through. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, finally, we're surrounded by God's power. If we weren't Baptists, we'd probably shout, I'm just saying. You see, do we realize the power that God has made available to us, but also in us? Now, I'm tell you what power is. Power is to create the heavens and the earth. But power is also to raise the dead and give back life. And God did exactly that. He he and Christ, they, and it was nothing that was created, it was not created by them, but then Jesus willingly gave His life, and God raised Him on the third day. What kind of power does it take to heal a person that's sick, give sight to the blind, make the, the lame walk, and the dumb talk? And But what kind of power does it take to resurrect death from death back into life? That's the kind of power we're surrounded by. A lot of times we live as if we're powerless. We need to realize, God said, and Peter says, He says, We who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation and ready to be revealed in the last time. Today, nations, Russia, China, all those nations, seeking for power to control and destroy other nations. Some individuals want power to dominate over other people. The kind of power, this kind of power, is satanic and self-defeating. There's a lot of powerful men and women in Washington, D.C. Much, much, if not most, of that power is really not being used for the good, is it? That's not God's power. That's man seeking and wanting power. Satan has great power. Y'all know that? But God's power is greater than Satan. And Christians are kept by the power of God. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Christ. 
Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if this is going to upset you. You might not even care. I don't know. But it's time. It's time for Christians to step up and take a stand and start living like we got the power of God in us. Now, don't try to go out there on your own power. And don't try to go out there doing your own thing. But when we do what's right in the eyes of God, and when we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we also have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And everything that God calls us to do, He will equip us to also to do that. And I believe that it's time for us to start showing the power that we're surrounded by and that empowers us. Let me tell you what the Lord empowered me to do. I, I was late getting into the ministry. I was uh, 30-something years old before I ever got up in front of church and sang. And I was scared to death and I was shaking. And um, some people probably wishes I'd never started all of that. But anyway, I was 40 years old when God called me to preach. I got a late start. But let me tell you what God did. He, he gave me the power to not worry about what people are going to think about me. And just get up there, get up here. Or even in the line at Walmart or wherever I'm at to share the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's not my power. That's His power. That's the power that I'm kept by. That's the power that I'm, uh, that I, I have surrounding me in my life. And if you know Jesus, you have that same power too. The Holy Spirit empowers me and you to, for service. Um, Christianity is not supposed to be a spectator sport. I've been watching some of the LSU baseball games, and we, me and my wife like some of the softball games and stuff that we've been watching uh, collegiate. I don't watch professional anything, hardly. They done, we won't go there today, but anyway. But you know what? When I watch it, on, I'm just a spectator. And I'm like, yay, go, go, or no, bad call, ump, or whatever. We're good at that. We're good at seeing what other people do that's not right, but God wants us to serve Him. Not just your pastors. Not just your deacons. Oh, me. Not just your Sunday school teachers. But He saved every one of us so that we might serve Him. Jesus came and He told His disciples, He said, I didn't even come to be served. I came to serve. And if that's not an example for us to go by, the Lord Jesus, you say, well, I don't know what I can do. I don't have any talents. Not true. God will give you what you need. You, you say, well, I, I just wish God, I knew what God wanted me to do. Well, why don't you ask Him? You know what I have found out seriously? If I ask God to show me what He wants me to do, you know what He'll do? He'll show me what He wants me to do. I might not like it, and that might not have been what I think, well, God, what else do you have in mind, you know? You and I, we have the power to serve the awesome God of the universe and do it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus died. He arose. He spent a while here on earth. I think maybe 120 days or something like that after he was resurrected. I know that he was seen among all his disciples and, uh, you know, by like 500 people also, the resurrected Christ. 
And he went out on this, up to this mountain. And he stood there and just before he ascended into the heavens, here's what the Lord Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, well, I've got a paper clip in the way, so y'all just bear with me here. Miss Ann's going to fuss at me when I get home. Why didn't you have that? I just want to make, I can quote it probably, but I don't want to probably do anything. I want you to, I want you to see what the Lord Jesus said. It says, but ye shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to save you and I'm going to forgive you your sins and I'm going to prepare a place in, in heaven for you, come back and get you. He didn't just say that. He says, you're going to receive power to do what? To be witnesses. Every one of us, if we have Jesus... In our heart, we've been called to share what Jesus has done for us. So you don't have to memorize this big, long uh, bunch of words of how your life was and how it is. Just tell, just tell people what Jesus has done for you. And if He's done something for you, He'll also give you the power to be able to be witnesses. You know what I believe happened in our country in America? I believe that Christians, basically, we started, we kept going to church, but we stopped being the church and going out in our day-to-day lives and being witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, give me, don't get me wrong, don't get out there and, oh, how I love Jesus, and let me tell you what Jesus has done for me, and then, then live like the devil, because that's a bad witness for the Lord, isn't it? But we're to, we're to obey Him and live our life the best of our ability. Live under the grace of forgiveness and share Jesus. We're surrounded by God. We're surrounded by His promises. We're surrounded by His peace. We're surrounded by His protection. And we're surrounded by His power. What difference does that make in your life today? Are you living your life not only knowing that you're surrounded by the Lord and all these things, but living in such a way to where everybody else can see what God's doing in your life. You know, I want my I want my life to line up with this book right here. I'm still one of these old preachers that believe this is the Word of God and that all this mess going on in the world that's contrary to what it says in this book is, is called sin, right? But listen, we are to love people and we're to allow God to work in our lives and be a witness. Um, I understand y'all are without a pastor again now. Is that, is that true? That can be a difficult time in the life of a church. But I'm going to tell you something right now. God's got somebody in, in mind for you right now. And what you need to do is to pray and to let God lead you and guide you to that person. That can come in and, and be your under shepherd. Christ is the head of the church. And uh, God's God's not through with First Baptist Church Manning. How many of y'all believe that this morning? 
You see, God's got you surrounded because He's still got things for you to do. Let Him work in your life. And I want to say this. If you're here this morning and you have never put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. The brother's going to lead us in a, a hymn of invitation. I'm not your pastor, but I can certainly pray with you and, and tell you what the Bible says you need to do to give your life to Christ. Probably most of you have done that. But if you haven't, do that this morning. And even if you have done that, you might just need to come pray for First Baptist Church Manny. You might, you might need to come to this altar and pray for a pastor. Pray for God to lead in, in this church. Pray for God to use you as a, as a witness uh, in this community. So however God speaks to your heart this morning, we want to give you a chance to respond. And I want to tell you this before I, before I quit. You said, you done said that a bunch of times. I'm surrounded by God. You know why? Because I'm one of His children. And I I know that no matter where I go or what I do, I'm going to be surrounded by Him. Isn't that good to know? That's so comforting and encouraging to know. But it's also a challenge. He surrounded me for a purpose. I want to live out that purpose. Amen. The preceding message was presented by First Baptist Church in Manny, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ or about the church, including contact information, go to the website www.fbcmany.org. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.